Thank you for joining Veronica Bellamy Inspire. right now, God, thanking you for everything you've done for us, God. We are embarking on a new year, and we invite your spirit to reign, rule, and abide within us, God. Lead us, God, in this year of 2014. Lord, show yourself in our lives in a way that you have never done so, God, and we thank you in advance for everything that you have in store for us, God. If there's anything that we need to build upon in our character in our goings and comings, in our interactions, God, we ask that you reveal it to us, God, in a way that only you can. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. 
And the song that you've just heard was by Mr. Dietrich Haddon. And um, he was saying, you know, show me the way, guys. And, and really, I'm kicking off this session um, for the month of January, and we're going to be talking about finances. And I really wanted to start there because we have to have our, fi- our financial homes in order. We have to really look at what's going in. Um, what's coming out, and really keep things in perspective overall so that we can really live the life that God desires of of us to live. Um, Guys, before I go any further, thank you so, so much for joining Veronda Bellamy Inspired 2014. It is two days actually into a brand new year already, guys. So I really want to thank you for joining joining me tonight. And um, really... Guys, you know, as I stated, this month is all about just getting our finances together. But um, finances are huge in our lives, right? So what does the Bible really say about finances? What do we think about our finance design for finances? I know one thing for sure is that it doesn't tell you about the Bible, that is, does not tell you um, about, you know, how to diversify your portfolio, but it certainly does give us guidance and instructions on how to manage our money um, and, you know, to be good stewards over the income that God um, provides for us. Um, It teaches us how to save money and to just overall just be mind to be wise with your your money and be mindful of how you're you're actually spending. one thing that I want to say, you know, guys, is we really have to work on starting to really save money. I know for a long time that was a personal problem of mine was actually, you know, learning how to save money. Um, my mom has always been the one who would say, I'll give you what you need. Your daddy give you what you want. And um, that always rings in my head. Like, I just never forgot that. And then my dad later came and told me, and I pay cash for everything. So it wasn't really, you know, just going out and just getting everything I wanted, although that's what my mom said he would do. He didn't do that. So I kind of got punked by both of them, right? But, um, yeah, so he would say he would tell me that, you know, and he did. He paid cash for everything that he had. Um, and so I kind of, you know, took that mindset into my marriage. And um, my husband actually thinks a lot like my my dad did in terms of how to um, spend money. So we know in marriages there's always one person that's kind of real um, frugal and um, intentional in how they're spending money, and then it's the other person who may be a little lax with it and, you know, want to have this and want to have that and um, doesn't really give money the, the value that it has um, in the marriage, in the relationship. So we're going to go over ten principles. And, guys, I do apologize. I'm a little under the weather, so my energy level is a little low. Um, but we're going to make it through. I didn't want to miss the show. Um, and, guys, like I said, we're talking about finances tonight. For everyone that's joined or has recently joined the call um, tonight, I, again, appreciate you guys for joining. And um, if I haven't said it, I don't think I have. And for those of you that just joined, I'm a little under the weather, so I'm a little a little disoriented. But Veronda Bellamy Inspired is definitely going to do everything I possibly can to keep you guys inspired and to bring you information that really can um, help improve your life. That's really what the whole format of the show is all about. So we're talking about finances and, um, you know, financial health. We have, you know, emotional health. We have um, physical health. What about financials, um, your financial health? How are you attending to that? Um, So what I'm going to do is provide you all with 10 steps that will help to really um, get you in line with your finances and um, give you insight on things that you can do, small steps that you can take to really um, get everything in order in the way that you would like to have it, okay? So these steps will include um, Bible verses that you can go back and reference later. So if you don't have a pen um, and paper, you know, go ahead and get you one so you can go back and reference those um, at a later time, okay? So step one um, is is basically saying just remember that God creates wealth. Everything on this earth is created by God, right, including money. Um, And in Deuteronomy 8 and 18, um, the verse reads, Remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce 
well. So I talk about this um, pretty regularly on the show, and it's just spiritual gifts and what your gift is. Um, So that gift that God has given you will be and can be used for um, you, you know, bringing an income, income into your household. And so what this verse is saying is basically don't forget that God has given you that gift. Um, and you have to be a, a good steward over the gift. And also with the gift will come your income. So you have to be a good steward over how you're spending the wealth that follows the gifting that God has given you. Um, I know with myself and the things that I do and everything else that I have planned to do, um, I went through a season um, before all of this where I really had to get myself together. I had to really get my finances together um, and, and really find out exactly where I was going wrong and um, really just position myself to do bigger and greater things. And, you know, basically through that season, God was saying to me, I'm not going to give you more until you become a good steward, good and faithful steward over the things that I am giving you now. So um, it took some time for me to get there, but I'm definitely getting there. So again, that Bible verse was Deuteronomy 8 and 18, and it reads, remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Alrighty, moving on to tip number two, feeling rich, give thanks to God. And in Jeremiah 9, 23 through 24, it reads, this is what the Lord says, let not the wise man boast of his wisdom or the strong man boast of his strength or the rich man boast of his riches, but let him who boasts, boast about this, that he understands and knows me, God, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For in these I delight, declares the Lord. Again, that was Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24. So God was saying, you know, in, the, in this particular scripture reference, is essentially saying, okay, you're going to boast and brag, you know, about materialism. Why are you doing that? That's nothing. Um, if you're going to boast and brag, then boast about knowing me, boast about the relationship you have with me. And God is, you know, a, a very selfish God. and He wants all of the attention um, on him. Although he knows that we're human and sometimes we don't give him all of the attention that we need, he, he still desires that. He desires us to spend time with him and to um, acknowledge him for being God. I mean, he's God, right? He created everything in this world and beyond. Um, I have a cousin who says he's a big old God, and he is. He's just like there is not a word that really explains how huge God is. So if you're going to boast, boast about the relationship um, that you have with with God. Oftentimes you get on Facebook and you see people boasting and bragging about this and that and whatever. Um, Facebook, I don't even know why I brought that up. But anyway, (laughs) if you're going to um, brag about something, you brag about the relationship that you have with God. And the reason um, that is so prevalent or so relevant, I should say, is because what it does is when you speak to other people about their relationship you have with God, it's actually giving that person a chance to get to know who God is um, through the way that you're living your life. Um, So it's not so much about the riches. Um, You have to give thanks to God, okay? Um, Moving on to tip number three, um, save for the kids' inheritance. And in Proverbs 13 um, and 22, it says, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. So that's like not just your kids, that's the generation after your kids, so your kids' kids. Um, So you have to be really, you know, mindful of the things that you're doing and how you're investing your money and what you're saving, how much you're saving um, and things of that nature so that you will build an inheritance that will, you know, be able to benefit, you know, generations to come. And oftentimes, even as this this scripture reference, um, it says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Um, and the inheritance piece of it, it can be seen as financial, uh, monetary, and then also I see it as just, you know, spiritually, just giving your kids and your kids, whatever you teach your children, um, they will carry that on into their family um, as well. So you can look at that scripture actually two different ways. And um, so you have to be, you know, great parents in terms of how you parent your kids and as well as anything that you, you know, how you're spending your money. Kids are watching um, and 
definitely those qualities will um, roll off on those kids. So it's a great scripture. Again, that was um, Proverbs 13, 22. Tip number four, get out of debt in order to be free. Whoa, get out of debt. (laughs) Everybody on this call have some type of debt that can really um, be worked upon. And uh, one thing that, or one company that I know is really helpful in helping you to determine the order in which to pay off debt is Crown Financial. And I think the website is www.crownfinancial.org or .com. And they have locations and offices throughout. Actually, I know North Carolina. I don't know if they're outside of North Carolina or not, but certainly look them up. Um, and it's a nonprofit um, financial institution that really teaches people about debt management and things of that nature. And um, having worked with them personally before, um, I can share with you guys one tip that really helped me. Um, and that was pretty much if you have credit card debt or if you have any debt that you have, um, when you're working to pay it off, start with the smallest balance first, pay that off, and then work your way up until you've paid off the largest account that you have. So, um, again, get, you know, get out of debt and, and really just focus on the small balances and, and then build your way up to the big ones. And, you know, you really have to budget your money, um, know what's coming in, know what's going out, and set aside also a little nest egg. But for that tip, um, Proverbs 22 and 7 reads, The poor are always ruled over by the rich, so don't borrow and put yourself under their power. So essentially what that's saying is if you're, don't overspend is what it's saying. Live within your means. Don't go out here buying all this and that or whatever because even, you know, any type of credit, any type of debt that you have, you basically become a servant to that debt. So if you have a credit card with, say, Bank of America, well, this verse, it clearly says, Proverbs 22 and 7, the poor are always ruled over by the rich. So if if your creditor, if one of your creditors is with Bank of America, then you're going to be ruled by Bank of America um, until you've paid off that debt. So it's better actually not to even borrow, which is what my dad used to say, I pay cash for everything. It's better not to borrow a thing from nobody, including these credit card companies who try to entice us with all these different type of promotions or whatever they have going on to go ahead and and buy whatever it is that we really don't need, but we feel like we really need it then. Um, If all we would just be um, is a little more disciplined and just kind of wait to buy the things that you really desire at a time in which you have the money, the cash, liquid cash to go ahead and pay for whatever it is that you want to purchase at that time. So just really, guys, you know, this whole financial awareness and financial health thing thing is all about just being in tune with your finances, um, knowing your own spending habits, conscious and cognizant of what those habits actually entail. What are your weaknesses? You know, are you spending off of emotions, you know, to make yourself feel better about something that's really bothering you internally or emotionally or whatever? Like, know your triggers. Really figure out, get real with yourself and decide upon what is it that causes me to just spend money on a whim without even thinking about it. So, um, again, that was Proverbs 22 and 7. The poor are always ruled over by the rich. So don't borrow and put yourself under their power. Another scripture um, that I often remember is um, a verse that basically what it says is if you're going to loan money to someone, then you should loan it not expecting to ever get it back. Um, a lot of people, when you, when you give a loan to someone, you expect for them to pay you back. Well, if a person is coming to ask you to borrow money, the chances are they probably will very rarely have the money to actually pay you back. So they're constantly going to people and asking to borrow money. So if you're going to do it, which I've decided that I'm not, I don't loan money to anyone. Um, but if you're going to loan money, um, then you should do so in which you're, you know, not expecting for that person to pay you back. Um, so that's that. I'll leave that there. Um, moving on to tip number five, um, guard against greed. 
in Luke um, 12 and 15, it reads, um, Then Jesus said to them, Watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in abundance of his possessions. What is that saying? Luke 12 and 15. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist possessions. Wow, that's deep. Because basically what it's saying is your possessions do not make you. Why are you being greedy? All these, you know, material things you feel like you have to have. It clearly says here your life does not consist in the abundance of your possessions. So don't be, you know, going out here feeling like you got to have this, you got to have that, you know, whatever. Um, charging credit cards or whatever the case may be. And, and seeking for those things to define you and make you feel better about yourself when really that's not the case. That's not how a godly life should be led. Um, so it's really the opposite of it. You know, be instead of being greedy, be, you know, really frugal in, in how you're actually approaching life and, and really spend your time and money if you have to. Um, in ways that, you know, will benefit you not only, you know, just personally, but spiritually as well. So when you think about giving out gifts to someone, make somebody something, you know, make it from your heart. Crochet a a, a, um, scarf or if you're, you know, a guy on the line and you want to, you know, do something nice for your wife, make her a card, write her a love letter. Like that really, it doesn't take a whole lot. Um, so, you know, don't be greedy. Don't be greedy. Don't over um, spend and um, think that these things you're buying, these material things you, you're buying is going to give you like this abundant life of just uh, prestige when it it really, I mean, it, it, it looks nice. But if you aren't right financially and you're not right spiritually, like all of those things mean nothing. I do believe that as you grow Spiritually, your life will grow. You will obtain more. God will continue to bless you. Um, but the blessings that you get should not come from a place of just seeking to have them, just to have them, to have whatever the things are. It shouldn't come from that position. It should come from a place of this is what God has given me. And um, not to boast and brag about it, but rather to say, if he did it for me, he can certainly do it for you. So as we talked about a few moments ago, um, the scripture was saying, you know, if you're going to brag about something, you're going to boast about something, then boast about the relationship that you have with me, which is with God. So guys, that was tip number five. We got five more tips left. I'm going to go ahead and take a few seconds here and let you guys hear another song. I hope you're enjoying the show. It's a little homeworkish type (laughs) real show and just it's not really um, a whole lot of layers that's going to be on here tonight because I really wanted to be serious about um, the financial, uh, you know, health of everyone and and really make sure that I'm conveying information that's going to be beneficial for the long run. So, guys, I'm going to play a song, sit back and enjoy.
time is passing over. about to come through. I can feel a print through. Feel a print through. He's gonna come through. Oh, yeah. Don't pay and feel a print through. Yeah. God will come through for you. It's a breakthrough on its way, guys. We're going to get these finances together. Make sure that we're spending our money wisely. We're being faithful stewards to the income that God is providing for us because it could absolutely be the opposite way. You could not be employed anywhere, have any type of income coming in and be on the opposite side of it. So, you know, it's really being a, a faithful steward is showing your gratitude for God blessing you when he did he doesn't have to do it he, he absolutely doesn't have to have to do that but there's a breakthrough coming and providing you with steps that will or tips that will give you insight on how to reach that breakthrough um, so that you can go ahead and pay off some of the debt so moving moving right on along here we've already covered five steps um, or tips. Tip one was remember that God creates wealth, and the scripture reference for that was Deuteronomy 8 and 18, which read, Remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Um, Tip two, feeling rich, feeling fancy? Well, how about this? You give thanks to God, okay? In Jeremiah 9, and t- um, 9, 23 through 24, the scripture reads, um, this is what the Lord says, let not the wise man boast of his wisdom or the strong man boast of his strength or the rich man boast of his riches, but let him who boasts boast about this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For in these I delight, declares the Lord. Tip three said, save for the kids' inheritance. Proverbs thirteen twenty two reads, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Tip four, it reads, get out of debt in order to be free. And the scripture reference for that tip um, is Proverbs 22 and 7. Um, the poor are always ruled over by the rich. So don't borrow and put yourself under their power. Tip five, guard against greed. Luke 12 and 15 reminds us of this and it reads, Then Jesus said to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Yep. Those were the first five tips that we discussed, and um, we're going to go ahead and keep the party going. We got five more tips to go over, and um, actually, on the show next week, um, I have lined up a uh, financial uh, planner to come on the line, and she's going to talk a little bit about her business and what she does, and how you can really diversify your portfolio, even you know beyond. Uh, you know, having your employer to set all of that up for you for 1K and things like that. So I'm kind of excited about her being on the line and sharing things outside of just, you know, the employee mindset. And for those that want to be employers yourself, um, entrepreneurs, um, she'll have some information to bring to you. But anyway, moving forward, tip number six, remember that money isn't evil, but loving it is. So... You'll hear some people misquote and say, you know, yes, the love of money, that's the root of all evil. Is that what it says? Is that what people say? I don't know. But anyway, what the Bible verse says, actually, in 1 Timothy 6 and 10, it actually does read, for the love of money is a root, all sorts of evil. And some people, by longing for it, have wandered away from the faith 
and pierced themselves with many griefs. So falling in love with money causes us oftentimes to do things and create a life that pulls us away from the faith that we should have in God. And that Bible verse is just basically reminding us of, to be conscious of what we're, how we're living our lives, really, and to remain faithful, not to money, per se, but to remain faithful to God, and the money will follow from that. And you have to be, of course, and I keep saying this because it's really, it's real, to be a good steward over those finances that God blesses you with. Um, tip number seven, give back to God. And I was actually about to say this in tithing. Give back to God. Proverbs 3 and 9 reads, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. So, and, you know, tithing, it's always a constant, you know, thing of how much do I tithe? Is it 10%? Is it 20%? Is it nothing? Is the church, you know, in business to make money off of me and my small little income and I'm barely making it type of thing? Well, you know, the way that I've been taught is you have to really build yourself up to tithing your full 10% of your income, okay? And that is 10% of your net income, actually. So you have to honor the Lord with the wealth that he's given you. So if he's blessed you with a career, you're making money, then aren't you to give back to him a portion of what he's given you? Doesn't it make sense that if you have the money, you honor it, you give it back to your church so that the church can continue to feed you spiritually the things that you need to go out and be the man or woman that you're supposed to be in Christ. This life here is only temporal. Everybody here um, will leave this world at some point. You know, you're going to leave here. So the things you do now is going to set you up of um, your your eternal life. So where are you going to be at once you leave here? You're going to go to heaven. You're going to go to hell or whatever um, life is after we leave here, whatever that actually does look like. The Bible, of course, gives us descriptions of it. But um, that's a whole nother conversation that I can have with, with you all um, in terms of, you know, life after, after, actually, once judgment occurs and, you know, it's everything is all new, what is that life going to be like? But anyway, so you want to make sure now that you are getting yourself together, that you are, um, you know, honoring God with the fruits that he's given you now so that, you know, when you stand before him on that judgment day, you can hear him say, well done my faithful servant like that's what everyone wants right so moving on to tip number eight um and it reads know that everything belongs to god <laughs> leviticus 5 um 25 and 23 reads and remember the land is mine so you may not sell it permanently you are merely my tenants and sharecroppers so I actually put a post on Facebook uh, last week or somewhere um, in regards to ownership because we so often think um, you've, you know, like arrived, quote unquote, because you've bought a house or you've bought, you know, something, whatever. And I know the real deal. I know that, of course, you have to be, you know, doers over your money and all of that, your credit in order to achieve and have nice things and have lower interest rates to, you know, have what you really want. But you don't even own it. Like everything here belongs to God. Everything, your house, your kids, your finances, your furniture, your bank account, it all belongs to God. Leviticus 25, 23. Let me read that again. And remember the land is mine, so you may not sell it permanently. You are merely my tenants and sharecroppers. So it all belongs to him. It's, I mean, yeah, our name is on the feed, you know, it belongs to us, you know, according to man's insight. But I want to remind you guys of the spiritual insight of it. And it's that, you know, it belongs to God. So you have to be even a good steward over anything that he blesses you with um, to honor him in a way to say, thank you, God, for blessing me with 
this this home here. Thank you, God, for blessing me with these kids. Or thank you, God, for blessing me with this career. Thank you, God, for blessing me with this church. Anything, it all belongs to him. So know that everything belongs to God with tip number eight. Moving on to tip number nine, put God before money. Matthew six thirty three. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all things will be given to you as well. So that's a hard one sometimes because in our careers, we may have to work on a Sunday. Um, and that's, that's really hard because you want to do what's right. You want to be um, a faithful steward over, you know, just just living your life in a way that God gets the glory and you want to be in church as often as possible and you know you have to really keep that I try to anyway I'll just say it like that I try to keep that mindset in terms of having Sundays off um, and honoring God um, that that's his day he created the world seven days and on the seventh day the Sabbath day which in different religions of course the Sabbath day may be Saturday or whatever Sunday we rest and um, then pay homage to God for him just being God of all things. So um, always put God before money and don't let money um, rule you to the point to where you, you know, go back to, what was that, tip number seven maybe? Um, that basically was saying, you know, you have to really just, you know, don't forget about God. I forgot what tip it was, but anyway. Um, always put God first in everything that you do, including your money. Pay your tithes, even if you're starting off and you can't pay, say, um, your income is $1,000 and you can't um, tithe, you know, the full 10% of that, $100. You know, if you can only do 40 then do that. And in time, God will continue to elevate you. Now, he would elevate you a whole lot quicker if you did the full 10% and then some, you know, if you could, but um, start small, start somewhere. And as you become more comfortable with it and you have that relationship with God, you're hearing from him and you're starting to see things turn around. I promise you guys, when you start tithing, money will come out of nowhere. Like your bills will be paid. You like it, it won't money will never be a problem for you. So tithing is real. Um, always put God before your money. Okay. Tip number um, 10, count the cost of your spending. We've talked about that a little bit. Um, Luke 14, 28 says, For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? So you can't just go out there and just say, Okay, yeah, I want this. And you haven't really sat down to figure out if you can even afford this thing that you want. Um, or these things that you want, you have to really sit down and calculate your money. Count the cost of your spending. Know what's going in. Um, know what's coming out. Make sure you don't have any deficits. Make sure that you're you're always you know in the green. You're good to go. You got some left over. You got some in savings. You're good to go month after month, paycheck after paycheck, and things will continue to build. Um, even in your debt reduction plan is what I like to call our debt reduction plan and you're paying off the small the small bills first and building your way up to those larger ones keep on you know making sure you're in the green okay say that you have a credit card with Bank of America that has $20,000 on there and you got $20,000 on the card okay so you want to start you know really working to pay that off you know as fast as possible, but you also want to make sure that you are attending to your monthly um, bills and you also have money set aside to pay your tithes, you have money to pay your bills, you have some savings set aside, and then you have the extra money to, um, you know, just splurging and then the amount that you'll need to pay off that credit card as quick as you possibly can so that you're not being, you know, having to pay a lot of um, extra money into interest that the creditors are charging you for any type of credit card you have. Um, so those are the 10 steps. And um, I just want to encourage everyone um, to, and I usually do this um, at the beginning of every year, encourage everyone to go ahead and get a copy of your credit report. You can go to, um, I think it's uh, Credit Report 
or uh, myfreecreditreport.com and um, pull up a copy of your report. Like you get one free report every year that you don't have to pay for and you um, basically can see what's going on with your credit score, um, who you owe, and that sort of thing. Make sure nobody's using your credit and having, you know, accounts created with your social. And it's a good roadmap to also look at and say, okay, well, I got this debt here and um, use that as a guide to determining what's going to be paid off first, second, third, whatever the case may be. But definitely go ahead and get a copy of your credit report. Um, let me look this site up. I think it's myfreecreditreport.com. I think it's a site. Hold on. I'm sorry. Or freecreditreport.com. Um, you can go there and free, yep, free credit, www.freecreditreport.com is the site. Um, and I, I honestly, with me personally, I keep mine going like month after month. It's a very small monthly fee that I can, you know, pretty much I get alerts, you know, if anything happens on my credit or whatever the case may be, if I open up something or if there's something that goes against it or if my score, you know, goes up, whatever the case is, um, that's a great guide to have like every month so that you can kind of gauge it. But certainly if you don't want to do that, do it at least once a year. And now is the time to do that um, as you're starting off the new year and, and actually are ready to put together your plan of action for eliminating some of the extra debt that you may have. So guys, it's been a great show. We got a few more moments on here tonight. Um, Really, did you think that I forgot the pain stops today? No, I haven't. Still available, Amazon.com. Go type in my name, get yourself a copy of it, and um, enjoy the book. You know, email me, go to my website, www.verondabellamy.com, and you certainly can contact me there. You can set up appointments with me via my website um, for, you know, whatever the case may be, consultation, coaching. Um, you can actually keep up with, you know, what I'm, what's going on in my life through the website, um, blog talk radio, any type of airings that I do there, um, as well as, you know, events that I'm going to be launching in the 2014 year. So a lot of the stuff I will not be putting on Facebook, you're going to have to go to the actual site to learn more about it. So guys, Veronda Bellamy Inspire 2014, guys, we're going to plan to do this every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, Change the time so that it would be a little more cohesive for the listeners. I know you guys are very busy and having to get on at 7 might be a little too close for comfort in terms of getting off of work and balancing, you know, life beyond that or whatever. Um, So we're going to be on every Thursday at 9 p.m., okay? Bring some friends on the next show. We're going to keep the party going with the finances of 2014 um, financial health. And if you need to reach me again, verondabellamy.com is my website. I look forward to hearing from you all. Guys, it's 2014. It's time to go ahead and get things together, take action, live the life of your dreams. Like, you don't have to sit around and wait. You don't have to really um, think about the life you want to live. You can actually live that life, put it together, put it in place, and start doing whatever it is that you feel inspired to do. So join me next Thursday, 9 p.m. Guys, it's been a pleasure speaking with you all. I hope that you've enjoyed the show. Alrighty, guys, I'm going to play one more song, and then the show will end. Thanks for joining again. You guys have a wonderful night.
Thank you all for joining Veranda Bellamy Inspired.